Good morning. Welcome to Dwayne Cotton's Build America. I'm Dwayne Cotton, and I'm here with my co-host and producer, Mr. Ken Johnson. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, everybody. I uh, see so you made it in safe today. But despite the best efforts of some of the drivers on the interstate. To keep you out. Yeah. To keep you out. That's good. They were trying to take me out, I think. I'm not sure. Welcome to Hampton Roads, and I'm uh, sure anywhere in, in, in the uh, the country. I, I know when I drive out west, I'm in the Charlottesville area, not, not so much right in the heart of Richmond, but in the outskirts of Richmond. I love driving out there. It seems like you have a little bit more space. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not from there. If I lived in Charlottesville, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't say that. But uh, I love Charlottesville. I love Richmond. I love uh, Points West. I love Hampton Roads. Uh, but like I said, traffic. Yeah. And the just... road improvements. You know, we're, we're making improvements on the roadways here, but it comes with a – you know, the short-term negative is that with all the uh, lane closures and, and, and actual tunnel closures that, you know, there's a little bit of short-term pain, but hopefully in the end, it'll pay off. Yeah, the stretch of 64 between Richmond and Tidewater has been a very busy stretch of road for decades and decades. It needed widening about, oh, I don't know, 30 years ago? 30 <laughs> years ago? And here's the rub. They're just now starting to widen a small stretch of it, the stretch right, between right. Jefferson Avenue and Newport News and Route 199 in Williamsburg, which is, what, a fraction of the distance between here and Richmond. They're only widening it by one lane. Right. Typical of the Virginia Department of Transportation, Engineering, and the people that fund it. Well, I just put on my Facebook, remember, just move the bottleneck west. That's all they're doing. It's not in my backyard. They're, they're building <laughs> for what was needed. 30 years ago. Right. They're not building for what's going to be needed 20 or 30 years from now. They're building for what was needed then. Well, by the time they get done building it, it's about 10 or 15 years well, even more than that, 20 years too late. Right, exactly, and it takes a few years to do it. And I think that's the thing about building is uh, whether we're building a house for you or renovating your office building or um, if we're renovating an apartment complex for you, which is something that I want to talk about uh, a lot uh, coming up soon, um, is you know there has to be some vision involved. And uh, when it's private money, short-term, you know, you're trying to get in, get out, go home. You're trying to make build it, get it done, get it working, get it profitable. Of course, a road's not profitable directly, but indirectly it helps with commerce and helps with travel. And, and people are more likely to travel through your state if they, uh, you know, are not going nuts the one time they actually do it. I'm not going there. I'd rather drive around, you know. Yeah, if they can get there, they'll get there. I mean, if I was driving through New York, no hard feelings for those in New York, but just the traffic there, I'd drive drive in the western part of New York State, but I would go nowhere near the city. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I would drive a day out of my way to avoid that experience. Yeah, and a lot of people do. And so, uh, but yeah, so as you make the the roadways function better, hey, you know, but there's vision in building anything. If you're building a... uh, you know, a, a shed in your backyard, a birdhouse, a, a birdhouse. I mean, there's vision. You know, what are you? What's your plans for it? Short term, long term? How long are you going to be there? If you, if like, if we're building your house and you're going to sell your house, who do we need to appeal to when you're going to sell in two, three, five, ten years? Those are the kind of things that we need to pay attention to the day we're dealing with an architect. Say, okay, you know, this is what I want, but thinking of the end game. Are we going to sell it? If so, let's make it something people would want to buy. Yeah, absolutely. You know these dome dome houses built in the 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 earth. You know those are c- cool and neat, and they've got their own little angle to them. But how many people are they going to appeal to on a resale side? Yeah, it, it appeals to a, a small small group segment. Of people. And small. If if you only want to try to find someone that likes it and a very small niche of of, of people of humanity. 
you know, you're going to be waiting a while to sell that thing. You know, and you may get lucky and find somebody right away, but it might take five, 10, maybe even longer to find somebody that thinks that's something I want to buy. Right. So you can't build too special unless you're planning on being there forever and ever. Oh, and by the way, make sure that your children might also right. want to stay there. <laughs> Don't stick them with, what are we going to do with dad's cave? Yeah. The bunker. The bunker. Who wants the bunker? <laughs> Fill it up. Uh, by the way, did you see my post this week of the um, the custom home that I'm so proud of that we're finishing up? My bride loves it. Well, it's an awesome house. Like I said, uh, um, you know, we, we're always doing a project. Now, I don't talk about each and every project, but there's there's always one project that you uh, that seems to resonate with you. You're most proud of, and I think to to my building experience, this one's it. Uh, something about the house is just I love it. So. Uh, and hopefully the painter is on his way. Lee, if you're listening, Monday's the deadline. <laughs> no pressure. Monday's the deadline. No pressure. <laughs> so, so I'm actually I'm actually going out there after the show today and kind of look around. But we had the site work done, uh, most of the site work done uh, the last couple of days. And it's really, you know, now what happens is I'm excited for the owners, too, because they get to see the house. You know, it's almost finished, and it's sort of, you know, it looks like it progresses slowly. But in the next few days, it really, everything changes. You know, you start to see a house now. The lights are on. The heating and air is on. The yards it landscape. Comes to life. It's it's coming to life as you know per hour. So that, it's just a cool experience for everybody to see and like it. So I have a, a couple of things I want to mention here. You know, we had um, Tim on a few weeks ago. Um, Tim Churchwell talking about a, basically um, commercial real estate. And one of the things I hope to have him back to talk more in detail about apartments. Um, in that multifamily, I should say, let's just say multifamily and the advantages to buying multifamily and renovating multifamily. In my case right now, it's renovating, uh, trying to team up with someone that has an apartment complex or investing in one mainly from out of town, but it could be someone local as well. And you don't have a builder, you don't have a, a contractor or in, in like how I'd like to put it is a partner in the deal Yeah, because as an investor, when you're putting up, you know, three, four, five, six million dollars, or twenty million, or thirty million dollars into an apartment complex, say it's a thirty uh, thirty million dollar apartment complex, and you're going to reinvest two or three million dollars, and you're an out of state owner, and maybe you're a group of owners. Um, what, what I'm trying to do is put together a partnership in in the the contracting uh, sense that we are a financial invested partner with the owners of these properties so that they know that I have absolutely their best interest at heart because you know what? It turns around and rewards me. The faster um, it gets done, the better it gets done. You know, those things are helping me as a contractor. So for those, uh, you know, short list of people that actually buy apartments because, you know, it's not every one of us to buy them, you know, that's something that we want to uh, – you know, talk about in the future and how do you design an apartment uh, renovation that does a few things. It appeals to most people looking to rent is functional and it's low maintenance. And those are the kind of things that I'm really going to uh, try to hit on, you know, and, and uh, you know, why, why is that of any concern? Well, maybe you own a duplex, you know, maybe you own a four unit apartment building. It doesn't have to be $30 million. It could be a, you know, four five, six unit apartment building. It could be an apartment uh, that you've made out of your house. So you sort of have a duplex, you know, some people call them apartments, but basically be a duplex or triplex. And, um, 
you know, how, how do we want to renovate that space, best use of dollars, and in turn appeal to more people potentially to rent? Yeah. And that's a tricky thing, too, is the renters versus buyers. There's several things. Whether First of all, you have to have even more of a broad appeal because you're trying to get an even larger group of people. And second of all, you have to kind of kind of gird your loins for <laughs> well put. Pe- a lot of people <laughs> that will be renting because it seems like, and I don't know, maybe it's human nature. Maybe it's the people that can't afford to buy houses and have let their credit go back. I don't know what it is, but there is something about and I'm sorry if you're a renter, it's, you may be one of the exceptions, but for the majority, it seems like people who rent just don't seem to want to take care of property as well as people who own. Now, there's plenty of homeowners who let the houses go to, oh, yeah, to pot, too. Plenty of homeowners. But it just seems like the majority of people who rent, I guess it's the subconscious thought of, I don't own this, this isn't mine, so I don't care. And right. if you're if you're someone who's looking into buying rent property for renters, just gird your loins. Have that in the back of your mind that these people don't care. Yeah, build for and, not, and 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 that's not everyone. No, it's not yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's not everyone. I, I think that. Um, but I, I but I hear what you're saying because we actually you know do a a, a fair amount of renovation work for owners of single family houses, and it, it seems to, there is more houses that are beat up, so to speak. You, you, you know, I think when when you're not the one responsible for paying for the drywall or the carpet, maybe it's not on the top of the list of things to worry about. You have more you have more pressing things in your life to worry about. You're worried about your job. You're worried about your your future or whatever, whatever you're worried about. And I don't know. Um, but, yeah, this is one of the things where we want to make sure that we um, and there again, using um, paint and carpet and things like that that clean up. Well, you know, thing it's it, you, know, you paint flat paint on a wall and you know you hand prints over it and chances are you're not going to be able to clean it up yeah uh, you have to call lee and he'll come out and repaint it for you but <laughs> when he's a deadline lee <laughs> monday lee are you listening monday and um but anyway so what i wanted to mention also was i, I got this off pilot uh online um this was uh actually yesterday um the harbor group sells three apartment buildings for 105 million dollars um, it's good for them. I'm glad to see a local company really scored. You know, they, uh, they bought these apartments. I'm sure they, they, uh, took care of them, cleaned them up. And they're, they're in, a, I think one, uh, of complexes in Atlanta, um, one's in Orlando, uh, and actually one was in New York city. And that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So good for them. They, uh, bought these properties a few years ago with a vision and sold them for a profit. And I know somebody awesome. or people in the Harbor Group, and it's driving me nuts because I can't place it. So, and I haven't had my, and you notice I haven't sipped my coffee yet. Yeah, so, so there's about halfway three, through your cup of coffee, you'll figure it out. Three quarter of my brain cells aren't working. If you're with the Harbor Group, call me and remind me who you are. Yeah, four five four sixteen fifty four five four sixteen fifty. And I, I don't know anyone directly, uh, but their names come up in a several you know different conversations, and uh, uh, I've you know I've heard only you know good things. So good for them. And the other uh, little bit of building news here, so to speak, is uh, did you see where Bon, uh, bon Secor is breaking ground in Suffolk on a medical center? Now, this was dated September 10th. So I'm assuming it is recent as of two days ago, right? Yeah, it seems like Centera and Bon Secours are kind of trying to compete. Yeah, it's like McDonald's and Burger King were at one point. Well, this is... Um, um, uh, the Hampton Roads Health System and Bon Secours Hampton Roads Health System breaking ground in Suffolk on its newest medical facility. 
Uh, basically, um, this is going to be in Harborview, and it's the Bon Secours Cancer Institute at Harborview. And so that's uh, that's definitely a good thing. Uh, you, you can't uh, – I don't think you can have too too many cancer treatment centers locally and people really know what they're doing. So that's such a nasty, nasty thing, you know, that you need to treat. So Yeah, and good on both Centera and Bon Secours for putting themselves where people are. Exactly. You know, there was a time when you had to really go out of your way to find a medical facility, and now they're making sure that there's one around every corner just about. Well, there again, it's uh, it's good business. You know, even though you, a lot of people look, the fact is, is that healthcare is a business. Okay, you might you might think of it as as a right or a, or or something that's just supposed to be there for you, but it is a business. Okay, and um, you basically when your body and your future. Your, your direct future is at stake. You want to go to someone who has your best interests at heart, who knows what they're doing, who is good at what they do, and that's going to be a well-run business, um, a doctor's office, a hospital. It's, you know, everything kind of works together. So uh, if you have anything you want to add to that, 454-1650, give me a call. If you're in Richmond, Charlottesville, Points West, just add 757 to it. So it would be 757-454-1650. This place is 58,000 square feet. Wow. Two-story. Um, and it's a nice chunk of change. It says here it's a $20 million investment and is scheduled to open in the fall of 2016. So that's, that's a good deal. I love it. I love hearing it. You know, it's a few things here that really spark my interest. It's building. Um, you know, it's investing in our local economy. And it's something that's going to directly benefit a lot of people. And so how do you lose there? And like you said, you're building it where people are moving to, living now, and the growth is uh, is happening. The growth has been phenomenal. Anyone, if you could take someone from like 30 years ago and just transport them from then to now and let them go out to uh, the western part of Richmond up around Henrico, out in Goochland, uh, places like that, western Chesapeake, out in Suffolk, and they would not know where they were. Right. Because of all the construction, the growth, the building, the people that have moved in in the last 30 years, you could plot people down. We went through an intersection about a week ago. It's the intersection of Virginia Beach, of uh, the new intersection, a redesigned intersection of Witch Duck, Kempsville, Princess Anne Road. And my wife didn't know where she was. <laughs> now, we've been through that intersection a million times, uh, going back and forth to the rental house and her parents and places like that. So we've been through there. It's not like it's the first time we've ever been there. But it has changed so much that and we came at it from a different angle this time. She didn't know where we where we were because it changed so much. Because it changed so much, she didn't recognize it. And <laughs> and I kind of said, "Well, welcome to my world, dear." It's how I feel about most well, of the area in the state. Well, your reference points are changing. You know, you're used to seeing the the building with the red roof and the car dealership on the other corner, and now it's totally flip flop. I don't know how true it is, but there's a car dealership down the road here that's closed now. Yeah, I won't mention their name, but you know, if I find out it's true, if you know, call me at four five four sixteen fifty. Once again, four five four sixteen fifty. But right down here on Portsmouth Boulevard, uh, near uh, near Taylor Road, I, I hear it's going to be a, um, a pharmacy. You know, one of the big corner pharmacies yeah, and uh, dock in the box on the corner. Yeah, and something to dock in a box. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, and, uh, you know, and something else. It's a pretty large corner there. Um, they just recently built the new 7 Eleven. You know, a f- friend of mine owns uh, East Coast Demo, awesome company. Those guys get in, get out. They're, they're uh, um, surgical uh, demo crew. 
able to go in and take down pieces of buildings without affecting anything around it. Without putting it completely down. Right. A lot of people can just mow a building down. But then when you're taking sections down, these guys are really good at what they're doing. But my point was is that they're doing a lot of the demo of the existing structures where 7-Eleven are growing. We talked about that a few weeks ago mm-hmm. with Tim. And uh, anyway, I talked to him. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll uh, give me some insight on that. And by the way, uh, they also were uh, the company who just got rid of – did you notice the big beam, the concrete beam at the Monitor Merrimack northbound at the inspection? Have you been by there? I've been by there, but I see it on the cameras every day. Okay, well, it's gone now. They they chipped it up and hauled it away. <laughs> Did they find? Yeah, it had some. There were some issues, and I, there was two versions of the story. I don't know to tell you the, the actual story, but basically, it couldn't go any further west, and so they had to tear it up in, on site and just recycle the materials. You know, the steel rebar gets recycled, the concrete gets crunched yeah. and recycled. So, so um, somebody didn't plan very well on where that thing was going. Either that or, you know, something was wrong. I don't know. But, it, yeah, it sat there. I, I wanted to know, you know, why was it there for, um, it seemed like two months maybe, somewhere around there. A little while, yeah. And it's, well, you won't see it now, but you will, <laughs> you will see an excavator sitting over on the background, which hopefully is going to get moved to my job site next. So they're actually getting ready to do a job for me, which is where they're going to go in and take down, I think it's a total of eight structures that are attached to one bigger structure. So they're actually be taking down eight little sections of, you know, one big complex. Wow. So we're reducing the square footage of a building by getting rid of these, um, these really insignificant little additions that aren't worth the money to renovate. Yeah. They're not serving a purpose. They're in the way. They're in very bad shape. Get rid of them. Boom. Start over. Huh. So um, speaking of new stuff, best places to build your high-end vacation home. Are you going to build a high-end vacation home in the next couple of years? If I do, you know where it'll be. Well, there is a few things. All right. Hawaii, I mean, everybody, you know, I don't know about everyone. A lot of people love to live in Hawaii. Uh, Florida, uh, Nantucket, Maine. Uh, what's happening is I'm looking at these costs per square the, the cost per square foot on high-end vacation homes, if you can believe this. Now, compare this to a, a lot of areas around here to where we were getting $120, $160 a foot. And I'm sure there's cases it's a lot lower and a lot higher. But think about this, $1,300 per square foot, $1,100 per square foot in Palm Beach. Now, this is to buy a vacation home. And we're talking, you know, of course, it's high-end stuff, but... Um, so I guess in a lot of sense, a lot of your high end second home buyers and not just high end, but the second home buyers, vacation home buyers are back into the market now. And let's hope that, uh, that keeps going. There's also an ad on this very thing I printed off here. <laughs> 2.97, your mortgage rates hit 2.97 APR, 30 year fix, point. It's a, for a 30-year fix, it's 3.8, 15 years, 3.3. So I like how they do that. So the 2.9 was for a five-year arm. Yeah. You know, so you get your attention, and you start reading, what? I can get me a t-, you know, And then you start reading the, the, the details. And sometimes with mortgages, it can be gory details. But in this case, 30-year fix, 3.8%. That's not bad. I mean, no, it, not you know, we should be. I'm not an economist. If you disagree, call me at 454-1650. <laughs> but I think we should be probably 6 to 7%. I think if you look at, you know, what does that mean, should be? 
looking at the, the the people earning money on the the money loaned or invested or you know basically people who buy paper need a return on their money and i'm just i don't know i just think that that's probably where if you averaged everything out we would be back up to that six percent range but i think it's suppressed because of the soft economy yeah you know and, you just can't go up there with it now with the economy the way it is because you know and having done mortgages if you're looking to buy a home or if you're looking to finance the building of a home uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Uh, it, it depends on who you are. Some people wouldn't touch an arm loan if they were beaten with a stick. <laughs> Other people love them. It, it depends on what you're going to do with it, what your long-term plans are, short-term plans are. Uh, there's no one-size-fits-all. I found that out uh, doing those things. Uh, right. It, it all depends on what you – some people will take a five-year arm and instead of paying all the interest, will take the money, put it in an account, let it earn some interest, and then make extra – payments like these big balloon payments over time and actually cut that mortgage down in a very short period of time and pay it off a lot sooner. Other people want to just have a low payment and want to have it for 30 years and they're not going anywhere and not doing anything. Other people are here for five years in the military, want to buy a home, but don't want to stay here. Right. So it all depends. So don't, don't let anyone, if you're in the market for buying a home or financing the building of a home, don't let anyone tell you what you want. You tell them what you want right. and, and then make sure it fits you. And to take that a step further, you should deal with a financial advisor, you know, and because, I mean, me and, and my, you know, you and myself and several other of my friends, we can come up with solutions that, hey, here's what you need to do. But I think that right now in the, the, the thought process with money, there's a disconnect between most of us and, a, and, and money, right? There's not a shortage of cash in our economy. There's a shortage of people who know how to make it. Yeah. Right. It's in the story. I've been there. I'm, I've, I've done it recently. You know, my mindset's totally changed 180 degrees. Now, wait a minute. You know, let's, let's get back to grabbing more of this cash and doing better <laughs> than just saying, okay, well, it's just the way things are because it's not. Things are the way they are because I've allowed them to be that way, right? Yeah. But if you're looking to invest, you know, buy a house, buy a second house, talk to a good financial advisor first and then – you know, with your particular situation, financial situation, and, 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 and other things, let them help you see the big picture and what works best for you. Absolutely. Now, we're almost to the bottom of the hour. We haven't really talked about, you know, people are tuning and going, who are these guys talking about building birdhouses and dock in a box? Well, we're going to tell you when we come back from the break because we haven't really we'll talk given, about it. given you the uh, website, phone numbers, uh, information, who the heck Dwayne Cotton is, <laughs> any of that. We've just been having fun chatting. It's kind of like coffee coffee talk, with, coffee uh, talk with Dwayne and Ken in the morning. Which New is, name of the show? Is, well, you know, who knows? <laughs> if you want to join in, you don't even need coffee, but it doesn't hurt. Uh, you can give us a call for 454-1650 outside the uh, Tidewater area. Just add the area code 757-454-1650. That's 757-454-1650. Want to talk about anything from the foundation to the roof? It's Dwayne Cotton's Build America. And Monday's the deadline, Lee. Lee, Monday. Monday, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. Sorry, I don't, I don't have my phone with me this morning. So if you're texting me, tell me to, to stop saying that. I can't hear you. Or I can't see it. Um, so, my name's Dwayne Cotton. This is Dwayne Cotton's Build America, and Ken Johnson's a co-host here. And we talk about anything building. You heard? Uh, let's see. We'll talk about birdhouses. Sure. If you call us at four five four sixteen fifty. I'd like to see a birdhouse you'd build. I bet that would be an awesome birdhouse. Well, it would it would probably hold up in a Category 5 hurricane. 
Um, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. I, you know, you can't, you can't, couldn't put it on a tree because then obviously the tree would go and the poor birds would go with it. So <laughs> it'd be fun, wouldn't it? You ought to just do it for a gag just when they put it on Facebook. You know, two by six exterior walls and a birdhouse. <laughs> we could do it. How do you millennialize a birdhouse? It's just one big open space with exposed ductwork. <laughs> So, with Wi-Fi. With Wi-Fi, wherever you are. A birdhouse with Wi-Fi. Now, there's something, right? Little webcams. You can check the little birdies out, you know, hatching and doing whatever they do. And they just eat and sleep, right? Yeah. And fly around. Pretty much. And, make, and make dive bomb birds. the car. So, other than that. Uh, but anyway, seriously, um, shed quarters. I don't know if you've ever heard of one. You know, it's basically a shed in your backyard that is built to a little bit higher standards, um, and it's something that you can work out of, insulated walls. Now, this comes into a zoning. You always have to check with the zoning, and sometimes with in, in every city you have to build it a certain way to meet zoning. Okay, In certain cities, they really, or counties, they just don't care. So the perfect idea would be if this works in your city, um, a detached office from your house. So if you're if you have a home-based business and you work out of a room in your house, you probably have found that it's, you know, if you have kids, it's hard to work in the office. It's hard to separate your personal life from work because, like, my lovely wife, Becky, will always say, well, you know, the office is just right upstairs. Let me go over there and, you know, and let me just do a little of this or a little of that at 8 o'clock at night. And that's supposed to be family time, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to separate your home-based business from your personal life. That way, you know, like... I work all the time. I'm always, I'm either working or thinking about working or planning working, but I always have time for my family. And the one thing that I've realized is that I need to move that luxury because I call it a luxury of having a home-based office. I don't have to go somewhere, you know, a long transit to go somewhere. But the perfect scenario is to put that office in your backyard, heat it, cool it, plenty of lights in it, insulate the walls, um, make it somewhere that you can actually function your business from, make phone calls, study, read, uh, broadcast a, a podcast, whatever it may be, from the detached structure called a, well, and, and, and I don't know who coined this phrase. I didn't, but it's called a shed quarters. It's perfect. Home-based business, detach it from the house, bingo, there it is. And in your mind, you're going to your job. You're going to work. And, I mean, you know, we were joking one other time about it. The the traffic shouldn't be too bad between your back door and your shed. But uh, if it, the birds could cause a problem, I guess, and that's how you, where you locate the birdhouse could, you know, mean all the difference in the world. But all jokes aside, you know, it, so those are some of the things. We are a custom home builder. Um, if, if you've talked to a lot of builders and you've heard the word, we can't do that too expensive more than once in the conversation, then you call me at 483-4848 and, uh, we'll find a way to make your dream come true. You know, we, we had a saying that we use a couple, if you can dream it, we can build it. And, and that's just the truth. If it can be drawn by an architect, I can build it. And that might sound a little pompous, but it's just the way it is. I mean, I'll do it. We built an extreme makeover house. We actually did two. The one we did here in Virginia Beach, 4,300 square feet with a lot of awesome volunteers. We built it in four and a half days, 120 hours, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 106 hours, 106 hours. 24-7. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that Build America Construction can do. Um, of course, you hear our advertisement on this radio station for uh, on 1650 and 820. Uh, you hear um, 
for Build America properties. We also buy and sell houses and hear that, you know, the thing there. But today I want to concentrate on the building aspect. If you have a commercial building, you have an office, a restaurant, and you're looking for somebody to go in and put your personal touch on it, make it different than everybody in your industry. You want to own space in your industry. You want to be the 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 person or the company or the restaurant that people remember the experience and what it looked like. Give us a call. We can do that. Whatever it takes, we can make your dreams as far as building come true. <laughs> and if, like I said, your custom home, uh, if you if you just want something simple and modest, uh, we can build that as well. We can actually build it a lot quicker. Yeah. So hey, you know it's 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 all in what you want. So Build America Construction as a as a company, we have the ability to do quite a bit. From tiny houses to McMansions to everything in between. And if you've got a business and you see a, a building and a location that's currently vacant or maybe they're looking to sell, maybe the building doesn't quite meet what you need, but it's not too bad and the location is great, you can certainly renovate that and make it work. Or if you've got an idea for a building and you want to start from scratch and nobody else has taken it, why don't you call Dwayne and see if he'll build it for you? Yeah, and... You know, hey, if you have any questions, like I said, you've talked to another builder, talk to me before you sign. Um, I want to have a shot at selling you a house that we build for you, and that's it. And built right. That's built the important right. thing. Getting to that built right, 10 mistakes to avoid when building a new home. <laughs> there's only 10? <laughs> no, there's more than 10. This is the top 10, right? This this is probably the... the, the uh, whoever wrote this article, this is their experience with the 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, first of all... You're ruffling the papers here. Sorry about that, folks. Pay attention to your HVAC system. You know, we've talked about that several times, I think, and we talked yeah. about it with Donald Wolfinghoff, energy expert, who's an awesome guy. We need to have him back on, you know, one day. And we um, we talk about HVAC. Now, why is that important? Um, I, I am, you know, we, as a company, we replace heating and air equipment under Build America Services. We we uh, I'm a mechanical contractor, and we actually do it. And I will tell you that there is a lot of mistakes that are made, honest mistakes, that people just put ductwork in a house and, and a heating and air unit, and they go on about their merry little way. Well, thank goodness now in new construction, there uh, you have to do a duct design and load calculations to prove that whatever unit you're putting into that space is the correct size. It's not too big. It's not too small. Um, we're having to seal ductwork up, which is awesome. Uh, because we want the air to go in the return duct through the system, get conditioned and cleaned, and put back in the house. We don't want to take that air and suck it out of the house and blow it in the crawl space, which loses air in the house, causes infiltration, causes new dirty air to come in, but it also creates uh, an environmental issue in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of chaos just because of the HVAC. Um, <clears throat> of course, we you know we have to have it. I mean, it's, this summer you couldn't live. I don't. I, some people don't have AC, but I couldn't do it. And that's the other side of it. You want to be comfortable in your home. It may be the nicest home in the world, but if you're not comfortable, it's not all that great. Plus, you want to save some money. You don't want to be spending more money than you need. So you want an HVA system that makes you comfortable, is energy efficient, saves you money, and works. And you want to avoid uh, moisture issues, which can also then you know lead into mold growth. Um, uh, I mean, just the environmental issues from... Uh, a poorly designed HVAC unit are tremendous, and so we don't want to, you know, get into that. So, uh, poor space planning. You know, think about that. You know, you you have a um, you're designing a space, and you know you're bringing, say, it's some furniture pieces that you've inherited from your grandmother or your, whoever in your family. You want to keep that, right? 
but you're moving into a new house that you're building and all of a sudden we don't have a space big enough or a wall that is uh is 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 the right size for that that piece of furniture whatever it may be um think about that i mean or you know you have your your bed that you want to take and now the windows are too close together so the headboards overhanging the windows on each side little things that so you know there's a there's a few things that um uh, poor or actually proper space planning to avoid the poor space planning um and then you know basically poor overall planning how the house is positioned on the lot how how does the uh the house uh, attract sunlight you know where's the sunlight coming from um you know in, in what windows and what room is that shining in do you want it in your bedroom do you want it in your living room do you, you know so you want to make sure and then if you have a lot of windows that are exposed to uh, most of the the uh the sun during the day um then you know a direct sunlight not a reflection you want to make sure you go with a good high end quality window to deflect and to uh, not allow all of that uv to just bake you inside your own house um poorly lit homes this is a big one you know the amount of lighting on the lighting design from an architect as well as the quality of the light that you're using the color of the light if you're still using incandescent if you've switched over to led the brightness of the LED is it? They have one called natural light, warm. Um, uh, there's one more that they've mixed in there, but basically that's the difference between a white, white light that looks like an X-ray, and a warm light which is, has a yellow tint to it. And there's something in between the two. I think it might be well. There's 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 daylight, natural, and warm light. That's what it is. Uh, but the position of the lighting. And also the position of the furniture going to a, in a house. I mean, if you've thought this thing through to where you know where your favorite chair is going in the favorite room of your house where you want to read, obviously you want to think about a good light over you. you know? <laughs> or do you want to have to deal with a lamp on a lamp table? Yeah, whatever. Just think about the small things. Um, you know, because – and I just dropped my pen. Um, underutilized rooms. You know, let's not create a, a room that we're not going to use that much. That's a tremendous amount of space. You've now taken space away from the kitchen, mm-hmm. the living, the great room, the master bedroom, areas that you know you're going to use quite qu- quite a bit. And now we have a laundry room that's three times as big as it needs to be, right? Yeah. Maybe you want that laundry room. If you do, build it. But if you're if, if it's not a space issue for you, a laundry room that is, you know, 15 by 20 might be a little excessive. So... Um, if you want to narrow it down to, you know, 10 by 15 or 10 by 10, you know, you want to be able to get your washer and dryer and a wash sink and be able to move around and stuff. That's all great. But if you're limited on space, now, if you're not limited on space, who cares? Make as big as you want to make it. Yeah. We're talking about houses that need to fit, particularly on an infill lot, which is a, a lot in an existing neighborhood or a subdivided neighborhood. That, uh, you know, we have certain setbacks, so the footprint of the house can only be so big. So sometimes it's about money. You know, we price houses per square foot. Well, the smaller we make the house, the less money it's going to cost. So <laughs> there's a few things we can keep in mind. Um, and, of course, I just skipped over right. Number six was uh, placement of the laundry room. You know, not just the size of it, but where is it located in relation to the bedrooms? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a huge deal. You don't want to have to walk through the entire house, through every the living space to get to the laundry room. Um, you know, you would prefer to have it if your house is laid out so the bedrooms are in one area, whether it be upstairs or on one side of the house, that the laundry room is somewhere around there. Now, if you have a two-story house, 
um, and it's a pretty big, sprawling house. The laundry room's going to have to go where it goes. Yeah. I mean, it can't be in the middle of everything. And so, but I'm, we're talking a very simple three bedroom, two bath house. Bedrooms are upstairs. Most of your living space is downstairs. If you can try to figure out a way to get that laundry room upstairs. So that's just my opinion, right? <laughs> Um, you know, in the placement of the bedroom, a lot of people will, um, if, you know, two, three, four kids, whatever you may have or more, they'll have the bedrooms for the kids in one part of the house and the master in another part. Mm-hmm. Just kind of separates to, or a guest bedroom would be separated from the master area with living space in between. Or if it's a two story, obviously up and down, you can have a first floor, like my house, we have a first floor master and the kids' bedrooms are all upstairs. And Haley has the best room because it's the furthest away and over the garage. <laughs> so she has her she has her little cave there. Her frog. Her frog. Front and, room over garage. Well, what would be the acronym for girls' room over the garage? Grog? G-frog. G-frog. Okay. Grog. Girls' room over garage. Yeah, grog. There you go. There grog. you go. Hey, millennialize with a grog. You did it. Did it. Another word. Place it. Mark, make a note of it. Um, placement of the kitchen. You know, I mean, this is in direct relation to... Uh, where do you, where are you bringing the groceries in the house? How far are we having to go from, say, the garage into the kitchen and then the kitchen in relation to the bedrooms? So good architects want to pay attention to the bigger picture. Do you want the kitchen on the front of the house or the rear of the house? That may depend on your lot. Um, you know, personally, I like it in the front of the house. As you're in the kitchen doing your thing, you can see who's coming up to your house. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Placement of the garage. Now, this is a big one. You know, I've told you we built modular homes before. A lot of your modular houses that the floor plans, the existing floor plans will show you'll have a kitchen on one end and bedrooms on the other. And then some of the houses will have, most of them actually have a kitchen sort of in the center of the house or on the back of the house. I don't mean center in the, you know, but it would be on the back, typically on the back or the front in middle way. You mm-hmm. have bedrooms on either end, master on one end. Other rooms on another. The problem is then if you want to build an attached garage on that on site, how are we getting in and out of that garage? We need a hallway, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to walk through someone's bedroom to get to the garage. (laughs) So your floor plan also needs to incorporate where your garage is going to be if you're going to have a garage. So sometimes you have to think that, you know, that through. And, oh, this is a good one. This is number 10, by the way. I think this is their... Letting someone tell you what you need. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's what you want and what you need. Now, you do need to think about the bigger picture. Who's going to buy your house if you are going to sell it one day? Is it going to appeal to more people than just a small group? Um, y- you know, there, there are some things you want to keep in mind. But basically, build the house that you want to build where you want to build it, how you want to build it. How? The Hire a good builder to build it, but build it the way you want to build it, yeah. you know? So... That's all I have to say about that. Those are the top ten, huh? Well, well, those are good. Well, that's a start. It's not my top ten. I mean, my top ten would be more of uh, crawl space issues. You yeah. know why? Because a foundation is permanent. I mean, you can repair it. You can you can add on. It's expensive to alter it. Put it that way. Yeah. So you want to make sure that the and I'm and this is a, just a thing of mine is I have to make sure that the elevation of the crawl space is not. Inches higher, but maybe a foot higher if I can get that than the outside ground, than the surrounding elevation of the house. And uh, the reason being is because, and I know, if you disagree, call me at 454-1650. <laughs> 
Some builders will say, you don't need to go that high with a crawl space. But think about this. We have a crawl space. We have foundation vents. Now, the perfect crawl space is conditioned. So you have a dehumidifier in the crawl space that moves air around, dries it, conditions it, adds a little bit of heat, uh, deters the the environment for bugs and other critters, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you have a vented crawl space, which most of them are, and we have ductwork and plumbing underneath, if our crawl space is tight, it makes it hard for everyone to do their job. If the elevation is close to outside elevation, um, and even if it's within a few inches when it's new, think about the years of mulching mm-hmm. and things. You know, the outside elevation is going to grow. Rising. So if you're within a few inches, you know, you're, you're going to have a problem in a few years. But think about the fact that crawl spaces, if it is vented, is designed to move air. And if you fill it with ductwork and there's flex everywhere and there's plumbing pipes, you can't get a good cross ventilation. So the shorter the crawl space, the harder it is to work, the more expensive it is to get anything done on your house in the future because a heating and air company, a plumber, is going to charge you more labor for the longer it takes them, obviously, to do the job. Mm-hmm. Why would it take them longer? One of the reasons would be you can't hardly move underneath the house. But the other thing is the lack of ventilation because you filled what little bit of space you have with ductwork. So let's get this, you know, let's get this crawl space higher and get more, you know. Now, it's not cool to talk about that. You can't show your neighbors, hey, look at my crawl space. Wow, look at that. <laughs> well, you can, but they're going to look at you weird. Well, they will. But you can. one thing you won't have to do on one of my houses is deal with providing you don't have some off-the-wall geological thing going on underneath your house. You're not going to have to worry about a rainforest in your crawl space. It's just not going to happen. And every, uh, every new house I build from now on will have a future outlet underneath the house for a dehumidifier to be plugged into one of the big expenses installing a dehumidifier is fishing a wire for because you're supposed to have dedicated power to them which means from the panel to it uninterrupted circuit you're not supposed to bring it off the toaster circuit or the uh <laughs> where you plug in your iron and and all of that so uh that's that's one of the little things and if we ever need a dehumidifier in the future bam easy easily put in it seems like you just a little light bulb just went over my head. I know it's a little thing, and it's only five watts, so it's hard to see. But <laughs> LED. It seems. Well, I wish it's brighter. Uh, it seems to me like it would be logical, and I don't know why it's never been done. And maybe it's not required. And that's not why it's been done. But why not an outlet under the house? I mean, people go under there. You probably need to plug in lights. Maybe you need to plug in a drill or a power tool or something. Not everything's battery powered. Why not have an outlet? Well, in the crawl space. I, th- I think a lot of here's potential issues, and you have equipment in in crawl spaces all the time. The one of the potential issues is that if you have an outlet, it just sits there; it's not being used, and the crawl space has a humidity, uh, a dew point, and a humidity level of seventy percent or higher. It's gonna it's going to corrode. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know it's going to have an issue to it. But I think it should be there uh, personally. And most good outlets, you know, the 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 material is made up of plastic and brass, neither of which will rust. Can it corrode? Yeah, possibly. Have an outlet, outlet like the kind you put on the outside of a house with the covers that seal and things like that. Well, and see, this brings into an issue to where typically you'd have a GFI outlet underneath the house. In a better case would be you'd have a GFI breaker. So, you know, basically in your panel, it would be protected against moisture. So if you plugged in something and you were touching water or, you know, it would instantly trip. It wouldn't have to sit there. And Basically, breakers and fuses blow on heat or breakers trip on heat. So it takes a few minutes for that breaker to to get hot to trip versus it's it's not a it's not what you think it's just a sudden rush of electricity it's heat being generated in that breaker so the breaker gets hot it trips but this happens really quick GFI is instantaneous 
senses a grounding, trips, done. Powers off to that particular circuit. So basically you just use a GFI circuit. That's all it is to it. And then that allows you to plug in a shop light like you were mentioning, uh, anything that you need to add underneath the house, providing it doesn't use more than the rated amps for that circuit, bingo, there you are. And if you know where your electrical panel is now and think about running a wire from it to the crawl space, it is either really easy or really complicated. <laughs> Generally not in between the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's never a middle of the road. It's always one way or the other. Well, one thing, if, you interest, if you're interested in talking to someone about building a house for you or renovating your commercial um, building, uh, you, know, you can give me a call. Our office phone number is uh, 757-483-4848. You can go to my personal website, which is DwayneCotton.com, and you can also go to BuildAmericaConstruction.com. If you go to DwayneCotton.com, you can get to me from there. If you want to talk to me, leave me a message, um, make a comment, or you can click on some of the social media icons, Facebook, uh, Twitter. I think we have LinkedIn up there now. Um, we're going to try to have all of our social media platforms, you know, connected so it's one easy click. You don't have to go everywhere and look for me. It's DwayneCotton.com. That's the clearinghouse and the phone number, 757, of course, for anyone outside of the Tidewater area. I'll let them have that phone number again. Uh, 757-483-4848. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. 348s. <laughs> there you go, right? 488. Three forty-eight, forty-eight. Yep. And you can see the house that Dwayne just built too. Uh, the uh, the build that is pretty awesome looking. Yeah, it's just you know you always have your favorite project, and to, to for me so far that's it. You know, I, I it, you know, and then you know we strive to do another one that makes you you know that that you remember the most. But I uh, every once in a while you know you 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 really just. I don't know. You just get hung on one project. You know, the Extreme Makeover project that we did for ABC was awesome. Being able to work with a, a network like ABC and the production company was a true honor. I was, uh, I think we're running out of time here. Right? It, it was, a, it was a true honor to be able to do that. And yes, it does add some notoriety. And you know, I want to, I want to um, add our name to space. You know, basically, I want you to, when you think about building a house, I want you to think about Dwayne Cotton and Build America Construction. Just to be a natural, you know, you think about calling me. Whether you hire us or not, hopefully you will, but you at least call us and talk to us about some of your concerns and some of your wishes. And you may just want to build a house that has two uh, two bathrooms, a sunroom, a porch, a, you know, three bedrooms or whatever. Um that's fine. We can do that too. But if you're looking to build something truly custom and unique and you want to make sure that it's built right and we don't have all the problems that we all, well, a lot of people talk about with their their new homes. They don't like something about it. This is the kind of thing that we um, – good planning, um, a quality build, paying attention, being informative throughout the process with the owner or the buyer – solves a lot of those issues because if we don't like something halfway through the project, let's change it before we build it and then just wish we would have had something else. So communication is key in building anything. And communication is easy. Again, if you want to get a hold of Dwayne, see the house he just built, uh, find out how to find him on all the other social media, DwayneCotton.com. That's as about as easy as you can get. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope your ear is not ringing. <laughs> Well, if it is, I'll answer it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've had fun today. There, I'm sorry, Ken. 
That's a heavy little booger. That's my my uh, my iPad that's just slipping out of my fingers today. Um, welcome to Live Radio. <laughs> Edit that, please. You didn't hear it, folks. It didn't but happen. We've had fun today, and hopefully we've answered uh, some questions or give you something to think about, and at least uh, you now know how to get a hold of me. So give us a call. Hope everybody has a good weekend. You know what? Uh, make make it something to remember. Have a quality uh, quality time with your family, and you know whatever you do for fun, do it. Do it often. And think about how you want to live, where you want to live, how you want your business, where you want your business, and if you're ready to make it happen. Uh, whether it's your home, you want to talk about anything from the foundation to the roof, building, custom build. Uh, if you want to get your business in the right place, you need to talk to Dwayne Cotton, DwayneCotton.com. We'll see you next Saturday, 8 to 9, with Dwayne Cotton's Build America.